Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Money and Mandem. I'm David. I'm Jerry. I'm Joshua. I'm Ramon. And I'm Tani, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Did you guys see that WeWork might actually be recording positive cash flow for 2021? Oh yeah, I saw this, I saw this. A year ahead of schedule, they say. That's That's crazy. That's crazy. Cause come a long way, man. They're losing more than one billion in the quarter, fam. These are modern verbs. One, one billion. billion. One billion. How? You know what the reason for this loss was? <sighs> Investors oh, cool. pulling out, them finding um the business model, it just didn't work. Because they That's rent, it. they rent offices, like batches of offices, and then they expect that they're always gonna be full. But the thing about startups is that most of these startups fail. You don't end yeah, up even being able to pay. So what did they change? I'm not sure. Because they went under the radar like for all this time. So I just forgot about them. I thought they were lost. It might have just been these new disagreements they've got with these companies. Yeah, that's true. Because these are some big names. MasterCard, <laughs> TikTok, TikTok owner, uh, Microsoft, Citigroup. Just a couple. Most just a couple. Most are really in the... They're basically sort of non-core businesses. Um, that could be a reason for what. So can you give an example of those as well? I didn't know they had um, other businesses. So they had this coding academy called Flats Around School. They had a software company called Team, and they had another startup called The Wing, and they sort of sort of The Wing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if they could, because the idea seemed good, and but also seemed too good to be true when it was rising. Because mm-hmm. I worked in one of them offices last year and it was actually crazy because they only had like four people working there at a time and there were oh, really? hundreds of offices. Oh, oh wow, that's a lot of money lost. Wow. Where yeah, was this then, office? Um, what's the name of this place? Ah, Yellow. Morgate. City. Morgate. Morgate. It's on the circle there. Because I went to that one in Hammersmith and that one seemed quite full. Yeah, yeah, the one that was like peaceful, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then they can't. The, the, I think the problem is um, the cash flows. They never really have solid cash flows. So even if it uh, is kind okay. of full, they can't um, forecast, they can't put, um, lock the money somewhere because mm-hmm. it's always, they're not really sure how, when it's going to come or where it's, when it's going to come and where it's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting because they. Um, marketed themselves as a software company as well not even a real estate company oh did they yeah because a lot of the stuff you do is online you don't really have to the only people there are basically cleaners that um stock up and on the, the one person at reception right yeah <laughs> so it's yes. demand for private spaces is going to be at an all-time high because of coronavirus so that's how they're going to try and attack their market why do you think so because i thought it would have gone lower High quality workspaces that are sanitized. That is what they said. <laughs> so big, bro. <laughs> that was really big. Four times a day, not weekly. Six times a day. <laughs> <laughs> but friends, I mean, I don't know how they're gonna tell the investors that the places are clean. Unless, so, unless what they do is because a lot of people started working from home then some people don't have a home office, so they might offer something along those lines. I see. So that, that people could come in and work. So this is that not is, that profits are going to be short-term. 
kind of or shorter term and then once completely yeah it sounds risky because they're relying on a change of attitude yeah exactly the worker but that's actually a concept because even some of the offices they were like just only for two people yeah okay okay yeah so they had like like cubicles for one person as well yeah yeah it might be in their lease agreement that it has to be for so long amount of time just to make sure it it may be but it's short the times are short the lease agreement is short. Yeah, is it's saying? short. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Fair, is, it like, is, it like a, is it like a month? Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh, oh wow. Short. That's very dangerous. Yeah, that's yeah, why. That's how, that's it was very short. Yeah, that's how they operate. And yeah. the prices are cheap. Fam, you could rent it. Yeah. One of us could rent it. I think I've seen their prices and thought that as well. Yeah. You really can. Shall we do and it? And he was sad. <laughs> why not? <laughs> well, then, if, if, if the prices are so cheap and the leases are so short, why do you think they don't have enough? people trying to get into their buildings like why is the demand they do but startups is i think is it 20 percent? only 20 percent of startups um live probably less 10 yeah i think it's a lot less one in five i know i I understand that but i'm saying if even if a startup fails this month and Mm -hmm. it's least or hardly it's only lasts a month the next month is free right and so if you have such a short lease or like cheap rents, you should have a lot of demand for it. Should be overfilling, that's what I'm trying to say. There should be no space at all. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And it's only really startups that need to appear kind of yeah, professional. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're an established firm, you're just going to get an actual office. Yeah, yeah because I think what happened was um, they had a lot of startups there. But a lot of the space was still taken by established banks, like financial institutions. I think um, a tech company was there. I think some, um, some banks were there as well. So, and they were based there. It was like one of the offices. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, and I think that's where they got the solid, in, um, solid revenues from, because those guys weren't faltering. And they relied on them too much. Yeah. No, competitors were like called IWG. I think those guys are also performing quite well. That's why. Is that is that company international? Um, headquarters is in Luxembourg. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind on why the model wasn't working in the first place was that the spaces they have for one to less less than ten people might not have been really really necessary, and might not have been that subscribed. Because I imagine if I want to start a company. I can start from my house, right? If yeah. it's just yeah. one to three people. Yeah, exactly. I don't necessarily need to go all the way to City or Hammersmith. That's so what I'm saying. Exactly. It's only if you have a client that you need to be a professional or... Yeah, the industry that you're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think they were, they were trying to force people to adopt that as well. And it, yeah. it does have its benefits, but... It's the idea have, that you can collaborate with people in other startups, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you're on the same floor, on the same room. Yeah. So even if it's just your company is just a company of one to three people, you can share the same room with another company of one to three. Yeah, people. or just be next door to another yeah. coming in the same similar industry. So yeah, I think that was. I th- these are all the pluses, but I, I feel people didn't also because now you can see that they're making profit. So it's not necessarily maybe the idea that's bad. Maybe it was the man, the CEO. A lot of people fell out with him because he was really charismatic. He was. He was basically preaching to these investors, and then yeah. at a point when they started seeing heavy losses, they were, they were just thinking, 
this guy isn't, it's not falling through. Or mm-hmm. He's not coming through with what he's saying. I've just read that the big distinction between IWG and WeWork is that IWG get more of its revenue from selling its customer service, like use of office staff and tech support, where WeWork really focuses on office spaces. Use of tech support? I don't really understand. Like services, office staff and tech support. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, Yeah, it's an In addition to rent spaces and all of that. Yeah, okay. Well, WeWork is just mainly office space. I see. That makes sense. But we were got far before they imploded. They were everywhere, literally. So I feel like they just spread quickly. But yeah, I don't know what the future really holds for them, long term. Yeah, I think they just have to change their um, reputation. Cause they've really, they had a really bad reputation coming out of, is it mm-hmm. Q1 or um, first half of 2019? Yeah. They've got a lot of jobs though, which is also why they have Positive cash flow because they're burning <laughs> through cash. Burning. Yeah, they, they sold a lot of things and got jobs. I think that's like SoftBank. Why. SoftBank were funding the whole operation. So yeah, yeah. SoftBank doesn't have the best track record right now. Shout out to SoftBank. If they offer me a job, I'm taking it, bro. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> shout out Since to SoftBank. Since we're doing that, shout out to Microsoft. Shout out Microsoft. to Microsoft. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Shout out to Goldman. Shout out to Goldman Sachs. Zenith Bank, Zenith Bank. Shout me. Zenith Bank. I'm just going to say, I'll make my millions. I'll put the top of this guy. Tony, what is your dream job? My dream job? Real shopping mall. (laughs) <laughs> oh, should, I, should I tell these listeners about my ideas? Wait, let me hear this. Let me hear this. So, guys, what would you? Okay, elevator pitch. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> I don't have a way to start. I'm just going to wait. Tell wait, you wait let me tell you. <laughs> elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. Okay, tell me. When How long you, you get? Is it sixty seconds? Yeah, I thought it was sixty seconds. It was a sixty. We'll no, be let's give it thirty. Let's give it thirty. Let's give it thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Isn't you that worse for you? That's worse for you, Tony. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Don't say like, don't say uh. <laughs> points. Bullet points, bullet points. Three, two, one, go. So, guys, have you ever thought of how to fix Nigeria? <laughs> Has that ever even crossed your mind? We've tried a lot. We've tried to nationalize, we've tried to privatize companies, but I think it all comes down to putting money in the average Nigerian's pocket. How do we do this? By encouraging foreign investors to invest in Nigeria. And my idea is simple at first. We built a massive- Up here, poor time management. <laughs> you give me 30 seconds, what kind of lift is that? <laughs> That's a slow lift, I can't lie. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, guys, we need to put that money in. We need to increase the spending of the average Nigerian. We need to destroy the trade deficit. We need... Oh, my God. I'm so... How many guys are buying into Tani's idea? I'm just so passionate. I'm listening. I want to hear it. I want to hear all of it. Basically, we need to build infrastructure in Nigeria that... um, 
that encourages high spending for foreign investors. So my first ideas were maybe um, malls, hotels, casinos, those sort of complexes. So investors can come and spend a lot of cash. So if you have this, a lot, a lot of people are spending money in Naira, or you can manipulate that, even if they're spending dollars, then you, can, you have even more of a control on the currency because you have the dollars in your hand and you can convert it as you want, as the Chinese do. You can also, um, this can also be built by the Nigerians that are going to be in this area. So these Nigerians will have jobs and they can have more spending. They can spend more on education and make sure that children get to a better place. They can spend more on training themselves and stuff like that. So I think it will help them, it'll help Nigeria in the long term. And this is the only way we can do it in this climate. We can't really have a massive or industrialization um, industrialization regime or era anymore. It's too late for that. So I think what we have to do is just force it through these sort of investments. Put change dollars to naira. That's the motto. Dollars to naira. USD to N A I R A. I don't know the thing. NGA. N what? NGA. NGA. We'll go with NGA. So yeah. If why, you have any sorry, ideas, why, if you want to link it, up, call me. Call me. Why is it? Why is it? Number? <laughs> why is it too late for for industrialization because it depends nigeria's on the on the giving end you have to be a manufacturing nation right now to get any peace basically and what usually used to happen is that countries like the uk the us they were um they had the, the industrialization what do you call it? The, the thing. The revolution. Yeah, the industrial revolution. Sorry, oh my God. Industrial revolution. But they were manufacturing more for themselves. They weren't necessarily... It was helping the country. But I think what happens now is that um, countries like Nigeria or third world countries, they're stuck always supplying to no, Western lot, countries. At the time, it was a lot of export, though. Yeah, wow. but it was exports to improve them. You know, it was still improving them a lot. It was balanced trade. Countries, third world countries, are, it's never balanced. It's never balanced um, when you're trading. So let's say, I don't want to use a cliche for us with Nigeria. So Nigeria has a lot of oil reserves. A lot of, 70% of the budget spending is on oil, all of that, all of that. But now what happens is that we have the oil reserves, but to refine the oil, we send it to, US, to the US and then we buy the refined oil from the US. Why do we have to do that when we can do it in-house? It's because of it's not as competitive to do it in Nigeria, things like that. But I think we have to make an effort to force it. But because of there being so um, countries that are so much more successful and can offer so much um, more competitive pricing, it doesn't look as profitable to the average Nigerian or to the average person in a, in a third world country. So I think we have to do more in this space to allow it to happen. How much do you want? How much do I want? Yeah. Uh, message me, message me. <laughs> don't worry. We want to I'll talk fund about your whole operation, Tani. Don't worry. But it's crazy because there's a, there's a lot of work to be done, man. There's a lot of work to be done, and obviously it comes down to education in these places. Let's look at the response of Nigeria to COVID. For example, you can see that the cases aren't that many, the deaths aren't that many, and Nigeria. Let's be honest, is not the lockdown isn't as severe as it was in, let's say, UK, but the financial um, ramifications are much greater for Nigeria than they are going to be for any country because we're going to have to borrow from 
international monetary, the international monetary money, gonna have to borrow from other countries. Whereas all these countries, they basically borrow from themselves. So they lend money to the economy to increase spending, which then helps them because there's more money. But for Nigeria, it's not the same. So I think it just puts um, countries like that at a disadvantage. I mean, my biggest question to you would be, how would you get past, get past the, the internal friction? So like government agencies that might not necessarily be happy with your idea. That's, yeah. I think that's the biggest interest. Everyone has ideas like this in Nigeria, but yeah. like, to get into a position to put those ideas into reality, it's, it's very hard. It's definitely very hard. I don't know how I'm gonna get past it. I'm just a mere young boy, man. So yeah, you have to have connections in a place like Nigeria. Corruption is, is, is the norm. So I don't know how that's gonna work. But end of the day, if there's money for everyone, People, people listen, so gonna have not to not necessarily the dollars. That's true as well, but money for everyone. I mean, it shouldn't defeat money for one person, right? It, it should, yeah, but it shouldn't defeat. It shouldn't stop you from trying. How is it possible for there to be money for everyone? I mean, so money we, for people for the parties involved. So the people that would hinder the progress of it. That's what I mean by if if the deals are lucrative with the foreign investors, with um with people coming. With it increasing on um, tourism, for example, in Nigeria, then why wouldn't they agree? Because that money isn't going to your pocket. It's a risk. It's a risk, but yeah, high risk, high return, you know? Or none. First of all. <laughs> 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 just, just, just saying. That's interesting. When are you going to implement this? I'll do it ad hoc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Doing it for my pet house, bruv. <laughs> you. You've learned how to use this. <laughs> you get you get shag like crazy. You get investment from the US and bring it to some random person in actually help you build a city. Nah, nah, nah. I'll definitely be there. I'll definitely be there. It's a wrap, my guy. It's a wrap. <laughs> Bro, my guy will be in South Africa. <laughs> Enjoying your money. <laughs> I don't know. When I'm when yeah, I'm done here. When I'm done here, you know. Hopefully I won't be here for too long. It's very scary when, when you think of like putting in effort to help Nigeria because it's like you have to basically convince yourself that getting your country better is is better than you enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, the truth of the, of the matter is that would take a lot of time and effort. Like yeah. one person trying to make that sort of change or change Nigeria. As yeah, well. but, but that's the thing. I don't think... A greater purpose. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a one-person thing. I think with all of us with the so-called brain drain and a lot of Nigerians going out to, let's say, America, Canada, um, the UK, I think there's going to be a trend of people trying to come back, especially in the youth. We're trying to at least have um, inflict some change in Nigeria, and we're going to be better equipped to do that as well, because Nigeria is yeah. still very young. There's only been like two proper generations or something like that. that only young in the white man's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't care. I support it's that. It's true, That's Shem. true. That's Nigeria very true. Was not made in 1960. Yeah. Nigeria is not a country, though. Nigeria was not even made in 1918 when that guy. Nigeria is not a country. Just that's, that's joined two parts of Nigeria yeah. together. That's a separate discussion because. Yeah, this is a nice shape. Let <laughs> me just put it together. 
Nah, it's true though. That's why there's bare straight lines in the borders. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense at all. It's quite sad. BLM. Oh, Berlin Conference. Is it Berlin Conference or like... They, they just split cuts. That was just very messed That's up, it. man. That was very messed Wait, up. Where? How can you be all the way in... Was it Berlin? I'm talking about how they split Africa into countries and decided what parts each other country did. Yeah. And what's country. crazy is that it first came from private companies owning areas right. of the land and Unilever. then they became nationalized. Unilever. <laughs> Shut up, Bernard. Educating me out there. <laughs> on life. On life, my guy. On life. Because, that's what I'm saying. There's a trend. There's a trend now. People are becoming more aware. And I think that's heavily due to, obviously, the BLM protests and everything. Because I grew up in Nigeria and a lot of this I was never that aware of or like very conscious about. I had to do a lot of research for myself, which yeah. is very... It's, it's sad. Right. Yeah. It's sad. You only know about Nigeria from 1918 or something. You don't know anything about right. history before. They don't teach it. Your yeah. parents don't even necessarily talk about it as much. Yeah. So, yeah. Just need a little bit of patriotism <laughs> in our country. Or in our countries, because Nigeria is definitely not the only country going through this. Um, Nigeria is so lucky that we have oil as well. That's why, <laughs> okay, we're, like, that's why, that's why we're so popular, because, bro. We're <laughs> <laughs> also in this position because of the oil share. Fam, I won't be here without the oil. I'll be on the streets, <laughs> bruv. <laughs> I'll be on road, bruv. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Shell. Thank you for changing my life. <laughs> if you guys have any suggestions, just message me or message on the on the Insta. That is that is Tani at t underscore afo. <laughs> or message on the podcast because we need to come together, guys. It's actually a problem. We can be the generation to change the stuff. So. Right. Vote for Tani. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't vote for me, Sha. Don't vote for me. No, but don't. No, but don't. Spokesperson. No, I have I have a few prodigies. Proteges. So prodigies. Proteges. Hey, you can't be the one making speeches, Sha. It's your bag up. It's a bell. I'm a new prodigy. This is my exactly. prodigy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of Money and Mandem, and we hope you tune into our next one. Bye.